0: Welcome, everybody, to the Kingdom Link Podcast. Man, we are so excited and honored that you've chosen to join with us today. We had such a great time with Brother Michael Yarnczyk. I thoroughly enjoyed our interview with him, didn't you, Dad? uh,
1: If if you did not listen to the last two episodes, go back and get a hold of them. They will be a blessing to you. They are
0: just so awesome. And, you know, he is just so youth-driven. He's purpose-driven, but he's so real. And one thing that he brought up, which is... uh, for the purpose of this episode, is talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, Dad and I really want to cover up relationships. What's it like for a leader and his relationships?
1: Yeah, I think it's very important. And uh, before we before we go off into that, I want to talk about something new that uh, I'd like to introduce. Uh, this has happened. Um, before our last two podcasts, but wasn't the time or the place to make this announcement. As you know, if you're a listener of this podcast of Kingdom Link, we are also involved in the pastoral ministry of uh, MPC here in Medora. Check us out, Medora Pentecostal Church podcast. You can check us out there as well. But um, honored to serve this great church that is going to be celebrating our 105th year and uh, we have had some leadership shifts, um, and our our student pastor has taken on another pastoral role here. And uh, I want to introduce uh, David and also his lovely wife. Grace is serving now at MPC as our, our student minister's. And, uh, so I just want to tell everybody that, that you're kind of, uh, <laughs> well, you're, mm-hmm. you're working on relationships in a whole different way. Right. And, uh, we're excited about this new role for you. So, uh, uh, those of you that are now listening to the podcast, David is now, uh, full fledged in a unique, uh, leadership role. And we're so excited about that.
0: Right. And,
1: yeah. and leadership is, you know, I believe it's John Maxwell says that leadership is an influence. Well, I think re- leadership is relationship.
0: Right. That's so true because everything that we do, everything that God has created his own kingdom, it was founded on relationships. Yes. It all started with relationships. Um, God created us. He, whenever He created man, He created a woman. He created us to run through relationships. Right. His whole kingdom is found. It's not found on governments. It's not found on other other things. It's found on through the family, through relationships, Absolutely. through each other. We're called the body of Christ because it's you and I and us, and we're doing this together. We're the children of God. We're doing this. Together, it's relationships. It's relationships, yeah. And if if we're not good at building relationships, if we can't keep our relationships together, then we're just going to be a house divided. Absolutely, you know. God made Adam, and then He said, "It's not
1: good for man to be alone," and that is essential about relationships. Relationships mold our lives, both for the good and for the bad. Everything right. we do relates to people, mm-hmm. and how we let our relationships grow and develop will have a huge impact on how we live how we love how we lead and how we will serve I've seen people that uh, would be great leaders but they were horrible at relationship building right then I've watched people who had didn't have great potential in leadership but they were great relationship builders and they did tremendous. I, I think that, that one of the greatest things that anybody that has a passion for leadership, for ministry, for servanthood, is is to grab a hold of the concept that if I'm going to be effective in leadership, behind a pulpit, behind a lectern, or leading a team, if I'm going to be effective, then I have to be, first of all, r- r- committed to building relationships in right. people's lives.
0: Right. If 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 we as leaders, if we are striving to be great leaders, if we want to be the next for us young guys, if we want to be the next great leaders in our generation, we must be good at relationships because if we want to lead, then we must relate to those that we are striving to lead. Because no one wants to serve under someone that they can't relate to. That's right. S- they don't want to serve with someone that just seems like so distant. They, don't, they can't get a connection with them. Right. Uh, incorporated.com has an article that says the top seven ways to be the best boss or leader that you can be. And one of those tips was to create partnerships or relationships with people. So one easy way to think of these relationships is if building and keeping relationships were easy, Mm -hmm. everybody would be doing it and everybody would be good at it. Right. But that's just simply not the case. If, If we want to stand out and do great things in this life that God has given us, then we must strive to be great at relationships. Relationships are not and should not be scary to leaders. That's right. We... Even as introverts, sometimes you know, it's hard to push yourself and talk to people and communicate more with people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Get, but you need to get out your comfort zone, exactly. Because this is what God is calling us to exactly. do. Exactly. If God has called you to be a leader, He's called you to be relational. He That's has right. called you to relate to people.
1: You know, it's interesting that that uh, we talking we're talking about what to name this podcast. Uh, we 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 look at the the word real in relationships. Uh, I believe it is uh, Craig Rochelle that makes this statement. He said, "People would rather serve a leader that is real than one that is right." And there is a lot of times where leaders want to prove how right they are, right over people. Like I am right, so you got to follow me because I am right. Mm-hmm. I think, it, it, to me, I believe that Jesus showed us the incredible power of building relationships, right. You know, you know it. If you look at 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 Jesus when he got his disciples, what did he do? He went and uh, to the home
0: mm-hmm.
1: of of the disciples. He went to Peter's house, healed his mother in law, right? Made a connection with the family. Mm-hmm. Then he had the family. He had Peter, and that was a commitment. But relationships are God's idea, and they're very important. Right. The the Proverbs writer says that iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Relationships makes us better. Right. It's not just that we're there for a time or whatever, but relationships make us better. And I think before we get into the relationships issues uh, uh that uh I have five essential relationships that I think leaders need. The first thing is we need to understand the the number one assumption and that is we have a relationship first of all with God,
0: right? That that should that should just be the standard. It that, is that if if you try to have a relationship with anything else before you have a relationship with God, that relationship will be unsteady. Yeah, it's you know all my all my faith I put it on this rock. Everything else is sinking sand. You've mm-hmm. got to have a relationship with God. That's right. But it is interesting that you know you said that Jesus he communicated with the people. Right. I have come become so addicted to Gene Edwards' books. He is a fantastic writer.
1: Unique. Very oh, unique. it is.
0: He writes in the narrative, so it's like a storytelling. Oh, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So I just finished this book, uh, A Prisoner in the Third Cell. Mm-hmm. And he talks about John the Baptist. And they said how John the Baptist, he was such a devoted man. Right. He lived in the desert, and he came out. And really, his ministry only lasted about a year mm-hmm. because he was the voice He was the voice of the message, and Jesus was the message. But uh, it talks about how there was, when John was in the prison, about to be beheaded, what was all those prisoners Mm -hmm. around him saying? Saying, you were more devoted than Jesus was. Jesus sits and drinks with sinners, and he Mm -hmm. eats with sinners, yet you prayed and you fasted. Well, what they didn't notice is that Jesus was teaching relationships. Right. Jesus was out having relationships with people. He was the reality. He was. Mm-hmm. And one, one quote that is always going to stick with me that Brother Jay said in our interview, Jesus turned the world upside down with a conversation. Yes. What Jesus was doing was influencing more people than John ever could. Right. John was the preacher. He was the screamer. He was, thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, I am the Lord. Well, so let's talk about that's it. That's right. And
1: John was just simply the harbinger. He was. Uh, of the king that, that began to herald the coming of the king. And so Jesus was about relationships and helps us to understand the importance of building relationships. Some years ago, I come across the study that I did on 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, uh, where you know Paul talks about uh, eleven through sixteen, that that whole area where he talks about don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and I went through all that, and he he does it in the negative narrative because he's pointing out the fact that we need to be careful who we are partnering with and who we are relating to, and so I looked at it. Well, what if we look at flip that? If it is negative to be unequally yoked with unbelievers, then what does a yoke with believers look like? What does that and what I what I saw begin to see is there's five relationships in this passage that are I want to look at them as positive relationships that I think are very important for uh, leaders and ministers. And the first right. one, uh, number one, is every leader needs what what I like to term a yoke relationship.
0: Right. Right. And these is talking about the five essential
1: relationships for leaders. Right. You know, number one, you need a yoke relationship. What is a yoke relationship? It is that relationship who, who that speaks of closeness, submission, someone that you're really close to. The law said don't yoke up an ox with a donkey. What is it? It was teaching and telling us that that you can't put two different natures together, and they be submitted, and they plow. So it matters who you plow with. And the best way that I can describe a yoke relationship is that of a father and a son. Right. Okay. In in leaders, I believe spiritual fathers, that every leader needs a spiritual father in their life. Absolutely. Of what does a father do? It begets, a father loves, a father admonishes, fathers are examples, spiritual sons are faithfully yoked up with their fathers. To learn that plowing passion and learn the vision of that father, Paul uh, said that he had no one. It's interesting. He said he had no one like-minded as Timothy.
0: Mm-hmm. Timothy
1: was a young man, right. Timothy was not on the same age, but he was in different generation. but there was such a link between uh, Paul and Timothy that he said these words, he said that of Timothy, he said, as a son with a father, he hath served with me in the gospel. As a son with a father. When you look at the relationship, you know, the Bible teaches us, we don't have many fathers. We don't have many fathers. So Paul says, for this cause I have sent, he said to the Corinthians, to the church of Corinth, he said, I've sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved son. They were not naturally related, but they were spiritually related because, and this is what he said, he's faithful to the Lord, and he'll bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So Paul says, I am so yoked up Mm -hmm. with Timothy, and we have a relationship that is so close that when I send him, it's me. Right. You see? Right. I believe that that this is important for both the older generation and the younger generation to have that relationship. So you're building that relationship that the spiritual father is begetting. He said, I've begotten you in the gospel. The spiritual father is love. He said, I write these things to you as my beloved son. The spiritual father's admonished. He said, I write not these things to shame you, but to warn you. He's admonishing Timothy. There is a close... In this relationship, every leader needs somebody in their life that can look at them and say, you're wrong.
0: Right, right. Or you're right. Well, and that's where you hear so many times, you'll hear preachers or teachers say, you know, so-and-so is a father to me in the gospel, mm-hmm. a father to me in the gospel. Well, what is it exactly does that mean? Well, that's exactly what you were saying. It is an overseer. Mm-hmm. It's someone who can say, yeah, you're doing a great job. Or mm-hmm. it's someone who say, hey, Maybe you shouldn't have said that. Right. You know, pulling their coattail.
1: But it is also someone that, that like Paul, could say to, about Timothy. He said, I can't send anybody other than Timothy who is like-minded like me. Right. He thinks like me. Right. He sees vision like me.
0: Right. And that is such a—it's almost like a dynamic duo. hmm Because you have Timothy. He's your young guy. Right. He is the one— he can cross more ground than Paul can at this time. Right. He can cover more area than he can at mm-hmm. this time. And what, what could have happened, what could have happened if they were not founded on God, mm-hmm. Paul could have gotten jealous at Timothy. Exactly. Because Timothy was able to do more than Paul could at that time. He was younger. He could go more places. He mm-hmm. can reach more people than Paul could. Paul was older. Well, Timothy, he could have got mad at Paul was saying, why am I doing this all in your name? Why can't right. it be in my name? Why can't it be me? Right. But it was because that they were founded together. They had a relationship together. That's the yoke. That was founded together. Right. You can you
1: can't have a yoke relationship and one have one go one way, one go another. You can't Absolutely. plow straight that way. Absolutely. So it's important in in every leader's life to have you can call it a mentor, you can call it a pastor, you can call it father. You you've got to have and usually it's one. It may be two, mm-hmm. but it's usually one. Right. That is, you know, that is your yoke. Right. In, in that relationship,
0: there there's a lot of difference between voices that you listen to, mm-hmm. but there is a big difference between your pastor, right. or your bishop, right, or your overseer. Exactly. Because you can you can have a lot of people that you trust wholeheartedly to speak mm-hmm. into your life. But there has to be at least one person that mm-hmm. you wholeheartedly will listen to without a doubt. It's it's it it is that is
1: patterned throughout all of Scripture. Absolutely, it is pattern, and I believe God meant it uh, to be that way. And and what you said leads us to our second relationship, and that is uh, what we call a partner relationship. Mm-hmm. For Paul said. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? Going off the word fellowship, developing a leadership understanding off that Greek word, which means partaker, partnership. This relationship speaks of those that are close partners, a David and Jonathan type, a close partner in leadership. This goes to those people that, that, you know, longtime friends, faithful, balanced, passionate, Mm -hmm. partners who know your heart. Who know your vision? Who know your weaknesses? This can speak of uh, in a relationship, uh, like even a a husband and wife, where you're. When it comes to ministry, I believe that, and it comes to leaders, then you have that bouncing back and forth. Mm -hmm. This may be a a handful of people that you know. For me, in my life, I've I've have uh, that rarely has changed. I have a few people that fit into this category, right? And thankfully, I've been able to develop a relationship with them. Right. That there's loyalty. Mm-hmm. There, there is the understanding that our relationship is considered a premium. I could say, "Hey, this doesn't leave the room," and it doesn't leave the room. Right. I, I can say, "This is what I'm feeling," and I could pour it out. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, there, there. This is a friendship that we need to build. Everyone needs it. Yeah, you need a yoke. Right. You need a father, right. but you also need relationships where the fabric of that relationship is a premium.
0: Right, right, and it's it's someone that you can just it's your confidant, it's who mm-hmm. you can trust. It's it's like like you said, David and Jonathan, they're like two peas in a pod. I think mm-hmm. it's so beautiful when you can see, you know, a couple or. Uh, you know, like some friends that grow in the ministry together, mm-hmm. but that have been friends that predates the ministry, right? Before they grow into it, because they just know each other, right? I already, I already know your weaknesses before we stepped into this, right. so I know what I want to need to step more in, and you know what you're going to need to step more in for me, exactly. And that's so beautiful. It's what? so wonderful to see. And I think that's why Jesus sent the disciples out by two. Absolutely, okay? absolutely.
1: You, you look at, at the scripture, and you know that Luke is right in Acts, mm-hmm. so he's there. This is a group that went. It wasn't just Paul going out on a missionary journey. Right, right. It was Paul and Barnabas. Then it was Paul and Silas. It was Luke and Paul, and, mm-hmm. and there was a group. It was always in twos. They were moving. So this leadership uh, relationship, I believe, is about partnership. Mm-hmm right it's a closer knit circle right and then that leads us to the third relationship and that is what what we look at is purpose relationships paul said what communion hath light with darkness the purpose relationships speaks about those you serve with mm-hmm. you may not have that close knit relationship where you're 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 talking vision all the time but rather the greek word here is koinonia and it means a joint Partner Strong's says of this word, it means a gift jointly contributed, a collection, a contribution, a proof of fellowship. So it is a group that I'm contributing to, right? To advance, right? It's kind of let's put it in the business practicality. You have at the top a yoke relationship with a mentor that is 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 being your your absolute father in that business then you have uh those that are around you maybe a board or it may be a those that you're working closely with that help formulate the vision of the company and then you have your team mm-hmm. or you have rather those that you're working with to help spread that out right in into a business
0: right and uh with us personally we are uh Contributed to with the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ organization. Right, it's a lot like that. That that's exactly. There are people all over the world I will never see, I will never meet, Mm -hmm. but we are connected together through this organization at the same level, doing the same Same thing, thing. advancing the kingdom, building relationships. Right, and that's exactly what it is. It's people that you you may never see. You may never get right. to meet them, or you see them at a conference. Yeah. or you, or see you see rarely at a camp. see them.
1: You see them at a camp meeting, and you're not. You're exactly. Not, but you need that kind of relation. I always, I always shudder when I see leaders that never go to a a absolutely. conference, never go to a, a you know a, a gathering, a fellowship meeting, uh, anything outside of their own little right. circle.
0: Well, that's the, dangerous. Absolutely. The biggest reason that. I always want to go to conferences and camp meetings and everything, it's because I want to know I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone in this. In this purpose. Absolutely. It's a purpose relationship. Absolutely. Because so many times you can feel as a leader, it's just me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, especially for us here in Medora, Indiana, Mm -hmm. it feels like we're alone sometimes. But then you're going and you're worshiping God with a thousand people that are just like you. And yeah. you're like, okay, that's awesome. We're okay.
1: And and this, I think, can also be uh, seen in an organization where you're doing missions work, right? Where, where you're giving, you know, and okay, m- my my gift in this particular setting, partnered with your gift for missions, mm-hmm. pull it together. Purpose. We're building Absolutely. a relationship. I Absolutely. think that's great. Uh, And again, that's another level of relationship I think every leader needs to have in their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fourth level of relationship has to deal with more on a local level where it is a team relationship or a co-labor. The phrase is, uh, the word is concord that Paul uses here. What concord hath Christ with Belial? Again, flipping that to the positive side, the word concord paints the picture of a beautiful symphony resonating Within a concert hall, right. everybody playing together. Concord is comprised of two Greek words, sun and funa, which means a sounding together. Mm. That's a team relationship. That means right. I'm working closer with someone. Mm-hmm. Whereas the 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 purpose relationship I may not be uh, like you in an organization, I may not be right. right working hand in hand and hammering together and, and doing the job one-on-one together. But in this particular relationship that we need to be building as leaders, as those that we're working
0: with right. in a team concept. Right. And the definition works so beautifully with it. Symphony. Man, that's mm-hmm. such a great word. If you've ever watched a symphony, mm-hmm. it's jaw-dropping. It is. They're so connected. They, they you know it's always funny cuz everybody makes fun of the triangle. <laughs> he he he'll, he'll hit it one time and that's it. Mm-hmm. But they know. They yeah. know. They yeah. know I'm supposed to play here. I'm not supposed to play here. I know, yeah. I'm supposed to play here. I'm supposed to play with them. Right. And it's so connected. But they they're Absolutely. they're professionals at it. They're professionals because they're together.
1: You know, I heard I heard an an, an analogy uh about a uh, a quarterback you know Tom Brady Tom Brady is is one of the most incredible professional quarterbacks he's known as the as the greatest of all times because of how many wins he's won and what right. he has done it's incredible but he's done it with all kinds of teams right that he's learned to work with in that team right he's had mm-hmm. i mean it, 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 if you want to have a overcoming relationship, you know. and a successful relationship, you've got to be willing to build your team relationship. Not
0: everybody is fun to work with. If Tom Brady was the only one on the field, he'd never win a Super Bowl. Never. But it, it, it takes some other people. It well, takes your team and only, like, pastor, if you may feel like you're by yourself, I'm speaking to you know a, a pastor or a leader out there, you may mm-hmm. feel like you're by yourself. There is a team everywhere. There's a yes. team waiting for you. Yes. You just got to use them yes. and you're going to make a symphony out of your local congregation. Absolutely. You're going to make something beautiful. You will see things that you never thought possible if you just rally your team together and just do something great for it's the team. It's a symphony. It's a symphony. It's a symphony. <laughs> a symphony. There's one guy that's going to be the triangle, but he's going to be important. <laughs> right. And and everybody has their place,
1: everybody has a purpose. You know, uh in in this relationship Ministry teams, leadership teams, are formed on a project level, on on a day-to-day basis. And so my question would be, what is your team member relationship? Then build that learning how to relate with other team ministers and ministries, mm-hmm. learning mutual give and take submission, learning how to harmonize and sound together. You know, everybody's ever always seen that choir that sings, and there's this one that is just wanting to be the star. Yeah. And usually not really that well.
0: And if you haven't seen them, you're probably the
1: <laughs> one. <laughs> True, true, but but it 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 is the concept of that I'm not I'm not the star, but with one voice we make this symphony, this choir. Yeah. So let's go to our our last one, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. This is the fifth level of relationship. I think is essential relationship, and that is serving relationship. You know, what agreement? The word there with temple of God with idols. What, what what I see in the last relationship is God values people, all of them. And if you're a leader, you're serving somebody. That's right. You're serving somebody mm-hmm. if you're a leader. So I think it's important to have a relationship with someone that's over you, someone that's with you, someone that's in the trenches with you, somebody that is in purpose with you. Also, it's important to be, build those relationships that are service relationships, right? Jesus told Peter, who was going to be the one that started the, the church, mm-hmm. leading it. He said, "If you love me, feed my sheep." Right. The people we serve, the people we lead, are not ours. That's right. They belong to God. They're His. Mm-hmm. So we need to build relationships. Um. I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to just give us those five. Uh, relationships right quick again number one everybody every leader needs a yoke relationship every leader needs a partner relationship that speaks about somebody that is involved in close knit working everybody needs a purpose relationship someone that you are relating with that that's bigger than your project bigger than your church bigger than their particular thing uh, that's at an organizational level And number four, everybody needs to be working on a team relationship. That's who you're working with, what project you're working with on. And then number five, everybody needs to have a serving relationship with the people that they serve. Now, relationships are risky, but they're worth
0: it. Right, right. And just remember, the basis of it all is just like people. Just like them. Amen. But, you know, don't only like them, love them. Love people. Yeah. Because we'll never be able to lead people if we don't love them. And that's about building relationships. It's all about relationships. And you know,
1: David, I think I think that this is a good segue to our next episode where mm-hmm. we we're going to be sharing some practical ways yeah. of building relationships.
0: Yeah. We just want to be able to equip everyone because like I said, there's... There's some people it's very easy to build relationships with. It's very easy that I, I could just go out and talk to anybody and mm-hmm. I'll just make them a friend. Well, there's some people that have got to try. And we just kind of want to show you some ways that it's practical. I know some people like lists. Some people need tips. It's so whatever. And we want
1: to thank you for listening to, to us today on the Kingdom Link podcast. Kingdom Link is committed to connecting generational leaders of every age. And you could ke- catch us each month. We put out a new episode every first and third Thursday of the month. And here at Kingdom Link, we believe that leadership only matters if it is passed on. So, why don't you go pass it on today?